Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings. Welcome in. Monday morning. A new week is here and we are ready and full of energy. Ready to I just realized my typical double shot of caffeine to start the day. Where I double fisted a little background info for you all. Uh, I double fist every morning, pretty much. A diet, Mountain Dew, bottle in one hand, and the uh, the office coffee in the other hand. Brought to you by Mark Vale. Mm-hmm. Um, the Vale Espresso. The Vale, yes. Now I normally do the. Uh, in other I, words, you could go duck hunting with a rake. Yeah, pretty much. Well, today. <laughs> uh, I normally do the, it's a 20-ounce bottle of Diet Mountain Dew. Uh, Super Saver mysteriously swapped in without my noticing it, 24-ounce bottles of Diet Mountain Dew and put them in the entryway to catch my eye right when I walked in. And so I've got four extra ounces of caffeine-containing sweet yellow liquid surging through my veins. <laughs> what, you don't like you, me talking about see, yellow liquid? Sweet <laughs> yellow gold. <laughs> you have a little sugar that's out by the coffee pot, too, that we brought in. Nope, no sugar. No. Oh, yeah, I see there was, there's brownies yeah, I saw or treats. something out there. I'm, yes. It's too early for that for me, but uh, I've got this great, great, uh, great, great caffeine. It wouldn't be too shot. early for like you sugar. if Lofgren brought it in a McDonald's bag. That's true. <laughs> but... but uh, Yes, but we are ready to go here, and and if I sound highly energized, that would be why. It's the extra four ounces of Mountain Dew that Super Saver slipped by me over the course of, of this weekend. Uh, and Mark Vale, but it was back Friday, but Friday was the tailgate show, so uh, we uh glad to have uh, Mark and hearing a little bit more of Mark again today. Good morning, Mark. How are you doing? Great greetings. Uh, glad, to, glad to have you with us. Hope everybody had a good weekend. A little, you know, fairly... I don't know, pleasant definitely wouldn't be the normal word to explain the weather this weekend, but it was not like as, not as brutally windy from the north as they were saying it was going to be, I would say. So despite the damp, constant mists for the entirety of the weekend, it could have been worse. It was all right. And I will tell you what, guys, we, um, I spent most of my weekend mulching. Okay, and mulching is normally not what you do this time of year. It's normally a spring thing, but we had, did you know, okay, so we have, you guys have, uh, I've got in my backyard, and Caleb's seen this recently, I have these two huge evergreens over there when we bought the house, but we got power lines that go over the, kind of the property line behind our house with with one other house, and they'll come by every few years. Uh, LES will or their contractors and, and they say, Hey, we're going to come through and trim these trees up. And they, uh, they'll also be like, Hey, we'll take the whole things down. We'll take those suckers down for free if you want us to, because they don't want to, you know, they don't have to make, they don't have to deal with them every single year then if they so can do that. So they took them down. So we, a few weeks ago, we said, All right, goodbye, weird shaped evergreens. You're going down. And they took them down. I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, they're doing it for free, so I assume that's a multiple thousand dollar uh, cost to actually have done. So we took them up on the whole thing, 
Uh, we got those things down, but uh, we, it, it left two stumps in the ground that we had to get ground out. And then it then turned in later with my wife and my mom getting their hands on it to a big sort of bed with new trees planted and shrubs and bushes and eventually <laughs> perennials and all these things. Uh, and so I got to mulch that entire thing this weekend. And my ability to estimate mulch, I've learned, is... I am in I, which direction? I, oh, it's you're way undershot. Sh- I undershot way it over. Yeah. So I started <laughs> to, to give you an idea of how bad I was at estimating this thing. I started this project with twenty bags of mulch. Okay, I started the bag with twenty bags of uh, with twenty bags of it. That was about a quarter as much as I needed. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so after. Can't I have be- too much mulch. I believe five trips on both Saturday and Sunday combined to the hardware store to buy additional mulch and loading it and getting what, almost. What, you spend like 300 bucks on mulch? Uh, almost. <laughs> not quite, but almost. Because <laughs> it's not even the, the on spring, it's really cheap. It's not even super cheap now. Now, good thing is I got almost 20,000 steps yesterday. <laughs> So that was good. I, I love any pro- any home project. <laughs> any home project. You are burning gas. What, yes. You're getting steps. Step. Multiple trips. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm I mulched like crazy uh over over the weekend. So I'm glad I'm done with that project and I'm glad I'm done. The the all the clerks over there at the uh, at the Home Depot know who I am very well now because it's, it's never whenever it's never just one trip it's never just you one ever, trip to these places. You ever go into there and just say, "Hey, Jack sent me"? No, I don't. I haven't. I did not try that. But maybe I should have. Maybe I could have got some deal on the mulch then at some. Have point. you tried walking in there and saying, "Hey, I've got about this much space. I How much mulch?" Yes. I don't. Well, the, I mean, the other thing is I can only fit so much into the old Highlander as well, so I wouldn't have been able to get all, what, well, 80 bags I needed in Home that Depot thing. has a truck you can rent for 19 I know, bucks. but I, again, I thought I needed 20. I needed 80. Well, after the first 20, you should have realized you needed a lot more. I kept, no, that's the thing, Mark, is I still, I, I finished the fir- my, uh, my wife and I finished that first, uh, that first batch of it, and I looked at it, at her, that Afterwards, I was like, what do you think? Another 25 more? <laughs> she was like, yeah, I don't know. It sounds about right. So good. So that was my, my next. So I ordered, I actually ordered 30 online for Sunday morning, picked that up. That was nice because they actually brought it out and three other dudes helped me load it up. That was the best of the four trips I had to buy mulch. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, um, yes. So I had a multi, multi weekend. Hopefully you all had a. A, a productive weekend too with no football right you got to do no football Caleb you, I mean I've got to do something productive this weekend yeah, so it was yeah. it was a lot of it was a lot of listening to football college and pro on the old on the old phone app uh, didn't really watch a whole lot of it actually except for Saturday night I didn't really watch in last night I didn't really watch any during the day I just listened to it the entire time my daughter came out as, as she normally does right before bed where she'll sit with me and I've got football on well, she saw the red jerseys on the field. Yeah, because Buffalo was playing. So she's excited about Taylor Swift. Her first question: She sits down, and goes, "Where's Taylor Swift?" I oh go, "She doesn't. She doesn't. She's my, not in every game." My, my daughter asking me about the Chiefs schedule. I've said she asked me. I was like, "She said, do the Chiefs play today?" I was like, "No, they play Thursday." She's like, "When do they play next?" I was like, "I don't know. Look it up." <laughs> I apparently have Taylor fatigue because I kind of snapped at her. She was, I was like, e- "You e- have e- a phone? Look up the schedule." My I don't know. my wife watched 
the majority of that Thursday night football game without me. Wasn't she at the Eagles game this weekend? Uh, the Eagles. Who did they play? The Jets. Was she? Was she there? Yeah, because know. she was in New York. Her and Travis Kelsey both had cameos on Saturday and, Night Live, and they went oh, to see Jason. So they, they, and they went and saw Jason. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I wasn't aware. I was just. They didn't say that on the radio broadcast. The Eagles play-by-play announcer sounds like Bernie Sanders. It's a complete random. Wait, so so it's it's you doing a, con- a professional Jalen Hurts. I'll tell you what, Jalen Hurts. The quarterback sneak with Jalen Hurts is unstoppable. I I need some soup. Um, How is the soup? <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm also having starting this day with some you know, some some odd memories of my childhood with Suzanne Summers passing. Uh, they were playing at the top of the hour on Fox. They played the theme to Three's Company. You remember mm-hmm. Three's Company, um, uh, Mark. Uh, um, and I had this, I have a weird association with the theme song from that show. When I was a kid, uh, I couldn't get to sleep at night sometimes, believe it or not. I had, I had a hard time falling asleep. And Only I, the caffeine you were going to ingest <laughs> yeah, later in life. The extra four yeah, ounces. Exactly. It wasn't... I and and I got I got I was probably in about third grade third fourth grade I would get in my head before I went to bed and just had a hard time I'd psych myself out and and get worried and I'd really get stressed out about the whole thing but I remember we lived in the, this little small house on on South Fifty First Street in Lincoln here by uh, by Brian over there and it, it was a small it was a pretty small place and so my mom and dad would would sit in the living room and watch TV. And so I could hear the TV from my bedroom. It was close enough where you could hear the TV from the bedroom. My door was kind of a little bit open because it would be too dark if I closed it. And I remember I knew all of the sounds of the different shows that started to show me how late I was up and how inexcusable. It was the 10-11 news. It was 10-11 news with Mel Maines and, and Deb Collins and Ken Shimmick, right, and and Dick Janda or Jeff Schmall, those guys, the t- that ten eleven theme, which I haven't heard the version of it that they used circa like nineteen eighty seven for years, but if I heard it right away, it would start to make me nervous. And then I'll tell you what, at ten thirty right away, it was Mash. So when you hear heard the the helicopters flying and the the Mash theme song, and that was that was like start to be red alert you need to fall asleep because it's 10 30 that is late but on the worst nights of the worst if i got to 11 p.m and they were still watching tv i knew that i was in some very dangerous territory when i heard the theme to three's company which started at 11 p.m and there were reruns by then Oh yeah, these are all these were all syndicated. It yeah. was Mash Mash this is like 1987. So it was Mash syndicated at 10:30, Three's Company syndicated at 11. I don't know if I ever got to 11:30 to find out what start what started then, um which is good cuz I probably would have had a nervous breakdown. That probably would have been now. Letterman or something, wouldn't it have been? Uh it was on C it was CBS, so Letterman was over on NBC at that point still. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know what CBS did, So that was it was interesting. My parents must not have watched Carson because Carson would have been on had they been yeah. watching NBC. Ten thirty-five, yeah, yeah. Carson, they didn't. They must not have watched Carson. They watched Mash and Three's oh, Company. When evidently. did Carson retire? Uh, not at, later than that, early nineties, yeah. early nineties. Yeah, I'm surprised they never watched Carson. They always watched Mash and Three's Company. Nineteen ninety-two. Weird choice. Yeah, early nineties. Because because CBS didn't add Letterman until for at it for a ten thirty show until like ninety four, ninety three. Wasn't no. Don Knotts on? Uh, Company for a while, yeah, 
Yes, <laughs> he was. Uh, well, I don't remember. Yeah, it was the land. I didn't watch it a ton. I know. It, I know it was very. It was kind of controversial at its time, right? Yeah, for the time, very. <laughs> everybody, everybody wanted to be Jack Tripper. Everybody wanted to have that situation. Uh, all right. Well, that was a random group of things to talk about to start the show, but they were on my mind. Uh, I better, Mark, cover at least some headlines that uh, people may need to know this morning. What do we have? Well, a couple of uh, things. We had uh, two pedestrian accidents, one uh, late Thursday night and one Saturday, very early Saturday morning out on West O, one at uh, Owen Sun Valley and one at Northwest 14th, uh, crossing O Street, uh, both hospitalized, one in critical condition from uh, Saturday morning. Mm. Uh, the other thing, uh, we mentioned this, oh, two, three, four weeks ago, but a rash of car thefts again, uh, between the, I think it was like between the first and the 11th, there were 17, Jeez. something like that. Yeah. So, but it seems like, and, and even when, and, and a lot of, rec- they're, they're recovering them too. Right. Yeah. But that continues to be a huge number. Um, and some of them, even when people are just leaving them running at the gas station. We saw a yep. video on that at Crime Stoppers this those, week. Those are the probably the big ones. And then they're uh, getting the uh, renovations underway at Wayuka. Uh, oh. A lot of renovations that will end up with the Pershing with mural, the mural. Probably two, three years from now. Interesting. That cross, that progress is moving, and Pershing is just a hole in the ground. Or yeah. It was Pershing. Man, I drove out. It's, still, it's been a few weeks ago. They still didn't have all the... All, even all the walls or the demolition down sure looks different now, but man, taking that building down sure makes that area feel different. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, obviously, <laughs> but holy cow. It like, it like you, it's like, it was sort of weird because you can see the back of, you stand out uh, on the west side of where Pershing was, like by Lincoln Community Foundation, right. and you look to the east, and I'm like, oh, you can see Tico's from here. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, I never. It felt like that's further away than it actually is. I don't know why that was screwed with my mind so much, but I was like, I've been here millions of times. I just, I didn't realize that this was that close there. You always had this huge building standing in the way to even realize it. So, yeah, that's, uh, man, it really changes that area. Um, and then weather situation, we have any anything? Well, uh, we've got a frost advisory. I just, I don't see it doing that. Uh, okay. We're 37 now. Okay. Uh, it is clear, though, and of course, it, the coldest spot is right before or just after sunrise. Mm-hmm. Sunrise uh, isn't until seven thirty-eight. So Ooh, you know we could late. drop a we could drop a few degrees here. Thirty-eight right now, yeah, thirty thirty-seven, thirty-eight, um, and then low. But really nice this week. Yeah, low sixties today, low seventies Tuesday. Maybe a little bit more rain on Wednesday, but high sixties Wednesday, Thursday, um, low seventies Friday. Uh, high 60s Saturday, so good football weather there. Sunny skies. And volleyball weather. Sunny skies, primarily. Yep. That'll be nice. That'll be nice. <laughs> it's I, We need to dry up some of that mud everywhere right now, with, I can, as I like, can say with a dog. What's, yep. what's it like walking in soggy, uh, <laughs> soggy mush? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Mulch. I had I had a like a two I was two inches taller by the time that was done because I had put together a layer of mulch and mud on the bottom of my shoes that I was carrying. I, I feel like yeah I feel like those twenty thousand steps were worth even more because I was carrying quite a bit of extra weight on the mm-hmm. bottom of my shoes with that whole thing. But yes, also had to bring the dog in and do the old dry the paws off multiple times this weekend, Caleb. That's always fun. Yeah, it's there are times when you have to do the we're carrying you straight to the bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> which is fine. No, you have which big is dogs fine too. when it's my dog. Yeah. It's fine when it's mine. When it's my wife's husky. How much does that thing weigh? 
Uh, he's 70, 80 pounds. <laughs> Big boy. My How big is saddle does he have? <laughs> <laughs> Millie does ask. She goes, I ride Tucker? And I was like, no, no, you cannot. <laughs> you can, ride, you can ride, like, I will be your horsey around the living room. You cannot ride I the dog. I would definitely say yes to that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hook her up to the wolf. That's right. Good. Like her own personal this idea. Isn't or, a, this I isn't a fantasy series. <laughs> Take it out in the snow for a get, cruise. She That'd wasn't awesome. born in, <laughs> in Siberia. It's a little chariot uh, thing and yeah. you know, a little harness He's, and... Kids riding dogs would be cute. Anyway. Have you ever been to a mutton busting? Uh, yes. I have. I go to rodeos all the time. Basically grew up at the rodeo of East Lincoln. Wow. Just wow. East Lincoln 4-H. I have been to a rodeo before. Very stinky. Yeah, that uh, means uh, you can't say that's my first rodeo. Yeah, that's true. It's like probably my third. Uh, <laughs> This is going to be a good week. Yeah. I was, uh, we told you those extra four ounces makes a big difference. All right. It's 620. I'm going to go away more often. Yeah. 626. We missed you. We'll take a break. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Get the facts and stay ahead of the game. I like to hear what's going on around the world. Your trusted source for news and information. 1499.3 KLIN. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the sound off on LNK Today. But first... Fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's at Alumni Hall. All right, new week, new contest, but first let's put a bow on last week, adoption week for Husker fans. You got to pick, if you got to pick, a new top 25 team to cheer for and adopt for the week. Uh, I looked over the scores. Was it uh, Penn State the winner this week? Yeah, they did not call the dogs off at all. Ooh, yeah, I, I was recommending them all week, I believe. 63 to nada. TJ got them with the first pick on Tuesday. Oh, well, there we go. First, uh, for early in the draft worked well, and so Penn State is your uh, is your winner, and TJ gets that prize pack from Alumni Hall and Valentino's $100 worth of Pizza and gear, and congratulations to TJ. If you didn't win or didn't even get a pick, well, good news. Another week, more chances for you every day this week at 635 and 810. We'll give you a keyword. If you text it in, you will be among the pool of people from which we will select our picker. Each time, we'll do that 10 times. And if you get a pick this week, we are going to be asking you 
Total points scored in the game between Nebraska and Northwestern. Yes. Total points scored. Uh, we haven't done this one yet. We usually we usually like to do this one. I, I, I know the Iowa-Minnesota game this week has one of the lowest. Vegas has given it one of the lowest over-unders. It's what, currently at 31? Ever. Yeah, it's something ridi- ridiculously yeah. low. So since the over-unders have kind of become a story this week, we will uh, we will play with them as well, but for the Nebraska-Northwestern game. So add the scores together at the end of the game. What is it total? That's what your guess should be. Uh, but to get that pick, you've got to send in the keyword, so let's get to that business. What is the keyword today? Bowl. Bowl. B-O-W-L. Bowl. Text that in right now. You'll be among the group who's picked in the next half hour or so to get that pick, and we'll see what you think for the total over-under. I don't know. What are you, just off the top of your head, what are you going over-under if you had this pick oh. number one? I'm thinking, I don't know, I could see it being like a... a, a I don't know, 24-14 situation, maybe? I was thinking like 28-10, so I, I was going to say 38. 38, 30. 30. That's right. Hey! That was, we both had 38 points, all right. Different ways to get there, but we still found it. Thirty. I might add a couple, though, just because I'll go f- maybe 40. Okay. I think, but you can do whatever you want with your pick. It's your pick, <laughs> your decision. All right, let's get into the sound off. Uh... Let's talk. So it looks like a, 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 a ground incursion is imminent uh, into Gaza by the Israeli military. Uh, and you've got a lot of people now in Gaza who are trying to get out into Egypt. Let's find out more about what's happening right now in the Middle East. The hope among Palestinians is that a crossing between Gaza and Egypt will open, letting aid in and at least some people out. But Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says reports of a ceasefire allowing that to happen are not true. More than a million people have fled their homes in the past week. Food and water supplies are dwindling. Israel wants to eliminate the Hamas organization that carried out a deadly assault on October 7th and a ground invasion of Gaza is widely expected. More than 1,400 Israelis and 2,700 Palestinians have been killed in the past 10 days. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. All right. Um, pictures, videos have been coming up at the border crossing between Egypt and Gaza where people have been lining up in hopes of being able to get exit the territory while humanitarian aid is waiting on the other side uh, at, at that point. Uh, the other, let's see, other things... You've got Israel activating a plan to evacuate residents within 1.2 miles, <clears throat> two kilometers of Lebanon, according to the military. That was announced here this morning. That follows exchanges of fire with Hezbollah in parallel to the conflict in the southern Israel with Hamas. So that's Hamas. That's in the northern part, and Hezbollah is a different organization as well. Um, uh, Israeli military says they've confirmed the number of hostages at 199 at at this point. Um, and so let's get to the next sound clip there. Um, you also know that there are some number of Americans within that group of 199. And an update on kind of the efforts, what can be done? Are there talks going on? What might happen 
to free these hostages. The White House says President Biden is getting continuous updates on the situation in Israel, including any word of those 13 Americans who are still missing, some of whom believe to be held hostage for more than seven days now. The White House, though, says it's not able to give a lot of information now because it's worried it could further jeopardize those Americans who are being held overseas. We have not heard from President Biden on camera today. He was working the phones over the weekend, though, holding calls with both the Israeli and Palestinian leaders. There are reports that the Israeli prime minister has invited Biden to go to Israel as soon as this week. All right. Um, So, and, you know, John Kirby, the National Security Council, said there are no plans to put U.S. troops on the ground when it comes to hostage uh, rescues at this point. Uh, But he also said yesterday that the U.S. is actively trying to locate those hostages and won't rule anything in or out at this point uh, in terms of what they will do to recover the hostages. He says, we are actively trying to find out where they are. We don't even know how many exactly a small handful we know, but there could be more than we know. They could be in different groups. They could be moved around. I think you can understand. I hope everyone can understand. We're going to be careful about what we say publicly about our efforts to get those hostages homes home. Um, That was according to John Kirby, National Security Council Communications Coordinator on Fox News Sunday with Shannon Bream yesterday. Uh, And then we come back stateside and the House still doesn't have a speaker. Could it have a speaker as soon as tonight? Well, Perhaps it depends how Jim Jordan does whipping up votes. Congressman Jim Jordan had over 50 Republicans vote no to his nomination after he won the popular vote behind closed doors to become the party's nominee for speaker. But Jordan thinks he's the man for the job. I think I can unite the conference. I think I can go tell the country what what we're doing and why it matters to them. And we'll talk about that. A Republican member telling reporters Friday they're using the weekend to see if Jordan can get the votes to become speaker. The House is set to go back in session Monday evening, where there could be a floor vote to elect a speaker. Jordan would need 217 votes and can only afford to lose a couple of Republicans. In Washington, Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. All right. I, I mean, I don't know if he's I don't know if there's still going to be holdouts. It seems like there probably will be just because of the history of this whole thing. And then and then what exactly? Actually, there's a small group of moderate Democrats who is, are saying, look, if if we're not going to have a speaker, we need to give the speaker pro tempore, who's Patrick McHenry, uh, some more powers at this point. And you've got you've got a bunch of these about not a bunch. It's a handful of Democrats uh, wrote to McHenry to propose that until a speaker's elected, that his authority should be temporarily increased to bring specific legislation to the House floor. Um, And it was three areas, emergency and foreign aid for Ukraine and Israel, an extension of the existing continuing resolution to fund the government and committee work in consideration of individual spending bills. So. If they end up, if Jordan doesn't have the votes tonight or tomorrow, whenever that happens, maybe that's something Mm -hmm. to watch out. Maybe the speaker pro tempore gets a very limited increase in power so they can at least deal with those issues, um, funding for Israel, Ukraine, and avoiding a government shutdown. So we will see on that, but potentially some more news on that tonight or tomorrow when the Republicans and the entire House will vote once again. Uh, All right. Other items uh, that we need to touch on here. Uh, The United States Post Office has come out with some important dates. I know. I know it's still middle of October, but 
If you are thinking about... Are doing, these our last dates to get stuff shipped? Yep, doing yeah, some stuff for Christmas. It's, it's already that time where they're doing that, so they put out those important dates here this week. With many of us sending gifts and packages across the world this holiday season, USPS out with its shipping timelines, allowing customers ample time to guarantee that cards and packages arrive at destinations by Christmas. They'll need to be sent out by December 16th with USPS Ground Advantage or First Class Mail, Priority Mail, December 18th. And Priority Mail Express packages need to be in by December 20th. USPS says this year there won't be any peak or holiday demand surcharges, though this ahead of its increase in stamp prices again in 2024 due to inflationary pressures. Jeff Manasso, Fox News. All right, if you're sending stuff, you might write those down right now. Get them on the calendar. So, so if it's not sent away, if it's not Priority or Priority Express two months from today, yeah, was it the 16th? Was yeah. that the number, the date yep. they said? Okay, 16th, two months from today. There you go. And, or you can pay out the wazoo for those other ones. Yeah, then, then you start oh, going after Oh, my goodness, those. yeah. Uh, all right, let's... Uh, oh, and then there's this. We got another cruise ship, Caleb, The where everybody's getting sick on this thing. Oh, the man. amount of stories about, like, with these lately has been incredibly high. I don't know exactly what's going on. but I mean, everything going back to, to COVID right. just makes me think, why are, yes. why are we using cruise ships? Who's getting on these? Six, Oops, sorry. At least Oops. 66 passengers and seven crew members on a Virgin Voyages cruise are now sick with a gastrointestinal illness. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention saying their symptoms include abdominal cramps, vomiting, and diarrhea, oh. but there's no specific ID of the illness. The ship was on a round-trip Riviera Maya cruise that left Miami on October 8th. The CDC is reporting 14 outbreaks on cruise ships this year, more than any year between 2017 and 2019. Paul Stevens, Fox News. And by the way, could there be any worse place, if you've been on a cruise before, could there be any worse place to have some severe GI problems than on a cruise ship for multiple reasons? Number one, you're already, if if you've got any level of seasickness, you've got oh, that to yeah. compound it as well. Your the bathroom is a size. I mean, some of those those rooms, depending on what cruise that you're on, uh, if you're a bigger person, you can barely fit in that bathroom as is at this point. And you're it, probably spending. I've, I've never been on there, there, so is it just kind of like an air like the airline? Uh, it's a little. It's a little bigger, but yeah, not much. Okay, it's it's similar. It's got a shower in it, but. That's kind of how it feels. Yes. So still kind of like you're you're in an RV camper. Right. It would just oh, I mean, I suppose you can upgrade and probably get a, a more luxury one. But the one that we we had, I've been on a couple of cruises, uh, and and then there was also just kind of a sometimes a smell on board as well that would not <laughs> would not have helped the situation either. So nonetheless, uh, all right, we talked about this earlier, but the uh, passing of uh, a longtime TV star, Suzanne Summers, yesterday. Suzanne Summers spent four seasons playing Chrissy Snow on the ABC comedy Three's Company. A contract dispute over more money led to what she said was her firing. Summers returned to TV in the 90s in the series Step by Step. Her health became her focus in 2000 after a breast cancer diagnosis. She sought alternative treatments to fight. 
Last July, she announced the cancer had returned. After acting, she pitched a number of personal care products and was a regular on infomercials. According to Summers' publicist, she was surrounded by family at the end. Summers died at 76 years old, a day before turning 77. Mm. Grinnell Scott, Fox News. So, Three's Company is the you know the first thing she had those those ones in the nineties and then the infomercials. But Three's Company was obviously where she really, really, of course, got that national recognition. There uh, aired from March nineteen seventy seven to September nineteen eighty four. Actually, based on a British sitcom, Man About the House. And then I didn't realize that at that point. But there was like like he said in the clip. There was a contract dispute, and Chrissy, who was Suzanne Summers' character, was written off the show at that point, and that's kind of when it started going downhill. They also had um, the, the 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 Ropers left. They started their own sitcom. That's when they brought Don Knotts in at that point. That's when I actually remember the show is when Don Knotts was on it as well. But Suzanne Summers actually departed in 1980 uh, from that, but it did still run until 1984. Do so. people get kind of written off shows anymore? Or is, or are, are, is there enough fan fervor and everything online that they're like, you got to make something work to keep the characters well, around? Well, I mean, uh, Rose, the most recent one I can think of is Roseanne Barr and the Connors. That was right. like six years ago, right? But that one, but that was because they fired her mm-hmm. basically, and they had to they had to kill her off on the show, right? But, I feel like it's a little little different when it when they're trying to make stuff a little political. I yeah, think is where a lot more. Of that I don't goes. know. Do, pe- do people get written off? And you know, if you mean if there's like a contract dispute or something? Yeah. I'm sure it happens still. Yeah, you know it's interesting. So much of the te- so much more of the TV that we watch, though, Caleb is just it, well, it happened in House of Cards too. That was uh, that's right. Yeah, but but there was there was off the that wasn't necessarily something that was because he's he got in con- controversial stuff too. Yeah, um, yeah. Same. You had it with the guy from that '70s show when he was on the ranch. The ranch they wrote. Yep, Danny Masterson. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I... There's probably several of them that we're, we're still not thinking about. But yeah, I think it, it does still happen. All right, we are going to grab a break right now. Uh, time to hear from uh, Tom Stanton, some of the uh, extended work that he's been doing out of the KLIN newsroom. Grab a break right now. We've got 38 degrees in the capital city. A little bit later in the show today, by the way, Tim Cruz will join us, as well as Mike Schaefer, your morning drive, another chance for fantasy Huskers as well. 652 on KLIN. Your home for Husker football is 1499.3. Presented on KLIN by Liberty First Credit Union. Saver traffic. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is K Today with Jack and Friends. On the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3. KLIN. All right, greetings, welcome in. This is October 16th, 2023, a Monday morning, 710 in the capital city, chilly, 37 degrees right now. Going to get, as you heard, up into the uh, the lower 60s today, sunny skies, sunny tomorrow, lower 70s. Uh, we're going to be right around that 70 uh, temperature point for really most of the week after today into the weekend as well. At least that's what the forecast says for right now. Hey, uh, if you were one of the people who uh, tried to win our online contest, giveaway Trans-Siberian Orchestra tickets, uh, we have a winner. If you were wondering about that, who do we have, Caleb? Exactly one month from today, a pair of front row tickets to Trans-Siberian Orchestra Ooh, at PBA. Front row. Barb Herbel. Barb, 
You're our winner for those two tickets, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. If we haven't gotten a hold of you already, we will. All right. One month from today at PBA. Barb's going to be headbanging when it goes... Yeah. Let's go. Uh, all right. I haven't... I haven't... Uh, I haven't accidentally run into any Christmas music yet. Yeah. Or even... I don't. I shouldn't even say this because things are going pretty well. I haven't even taken any strays from Hallmark Christmas movies yet at this Ooh. point. Somehow, I assume they're on right now. I don't know. Like that season. I mean, that's where they kind of butter their bread. I right? feel like this you... time of year. I got to imagine they're on it. Or do they have to get through like a fall? Do they have to get like a through a fall Halloween type? <laughs> they do this. They have. They have like all these movies for they're, every they're holiday. Yeah. Yes. So maybe they got to get through Halloween before they can get to the Christmas. Although, let's let's be honest, Christmas ones are the ones that pay. You get you get Candace Cameron out there, and you. Oh yeah, she left. She doesn't do it anymore. She moved on because yeah, she went to the specific she, channel. She moved on, but you know, you get some other former slightly familiar actors and actresses together and do those get a little fake snow out there. And mm-hmm, you're, you're mm-hmm. Just printing money, printing money. Oh no, I haven't seen any yet. City girl came back to the small town. I don't know. I think you're getting a little bit of a respite because your daughter is now interested in NFL. <laughs> not She's not searching untrue. out the Hallmark it's movies. Continuing to ask me things about when the Chiefs play and I'm and I should just I should just shut up and appreciate it, but I'm like what is it? I'm like what is it that you want? It's you know, maybe four, five, six times a game they'll do the cutaway and they'll show Taylor Swift is that, is that really that that's what you're no, wanting is my, just to see that. My wife is excited for every Travis Kelsey catch like she has him in fantasy football. <laughs> like every, she's like, "Oh, there's our guy." I was like, "What do you mean your guy?" Is it is honest question. Like is it the camera shot that is exciting people or is it just the idea of the boyfriend is doing well or what it like i don't i'm trying to get inside the mind support, of my daughter they're and your trying wife. to they're trying to support taylor supporting her boo i don't know like again like what exactly is the is the honestly i just is the payoff to see who's up there with her who she's sitting by now, is that, that what to it me is? is extremely interesting that is interesting to me i'm always interested in the mom looking like she's not having the best time in the world she's she's very <laughs> so been she there is, done that yeah yes she is <laughs> um that's that's usually the thing that that I I always because Taylor's us, they're usually sitting next to each other and talking and I'm like man I wonder what that conversation's really like mm-hmm. between uh, not yet mother in law but boyfriend mother in law situation. What is that like at the game? Th- th- this many times just going and being alone in that box with the mom. Yeah, I w- I mean credit to Taylor. To be honest, because is anybody after, you know, anybody who's dated anyone, do you really, after one month or two months or whatever it is of dating, do you really want to be hanging out with parent of the of the boyfriend slash girlfriend for an extended period of time yet at that point? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> that, that, that feels like it's asking a lot. That's doing some heavy lifting there, even if you're Taylor, even if you're Taylor Swift. But nonetheless. Yes, I, I I fear I fear that bringing up the Hallmark movie thing probably probably jinx something at this point. So it'll probably be on when I get home today because it is fall break. So uh oh, um, look yeah. what you've done. Yeah, <laughs> look what you made me do. Uh oh, <laughs> this is going to end all too well. Um, Karma. Geez, this is the worst. 
<laughs> this never ending. Uh, yeah. So, oh, by the way, I, I I've also agreed to take my daughter to the to the movie to the Eras movie to the movie. But I, I didn't. I was fine with it. And then she starts showing me all these all the clips Instagrams of people in the movie theater like joining hands and like doing a giant. I'm not saying it looks like a cult, but man, it looks like a cult. Rosie and I'm like, just so you know, I am not doing that. <laughs> Like I am, if I am the only person in the theater laying in that recliner while you and you know seventy other people are doing ring around the rosy outside of it, so be it. I was telling, I was telling my wife because she wants to go to this. Because for a lot of people, you couldn't get Eris tickets, so this is kind of how you yes. can you can see the show and, and it's fully produced, whatever. I was like, I'll go. But is there a way to request a theater where it's just other people just sitting back enjoying the show? Because Are I people going to be standing the entire time like they're the pit at a concert? Because this- I don't want to hear people screaming. I want to hear Taylor, okay? <laughs> like, if we're going... Like, I volunteered to do it because I'm like, man, those recliners are comfortable, right? I mean, I don't, ha- I don't like, have disdain. It'll be fine. It's music, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't, didn't have a problem. But if everybody's standing up the entire time and dancing around, that changes the equation a little bit for me. Plus, it's almost three hours long. Yeah. It's like two hours, 47 minutes or something like that. Yeah. And we were going to, and to add on to it, we were going to go like on an afternoon, uh, which like she said, fall break was going on now. They don't, I don't know why they're not doing it on weekdays. It's only on Fridays. Wait, Saturdays. so it's like a concert schedule? It's only Fridays and Saturdays. Like, I don't, I don't get, I mean, I assume they like money. So well, I'm a little surprised. And, and I had, maybe there's a, re- I'm sure there's some reason. I that. saw a clip. Some dad had gone with his daughter and he, he went on a rant afterwards and said, I thought, this was going to be some behind-the-scenes stuff when you show up, a little yeah. bit of a documentary. No. It's you go just in, the concert? It's just the concert. Seriously? And he goes, you know why? Because six months to a year from now, you know what they can do? Release the documentary, all the behind-the-scenes stuff. I thought it was a behind-the-scenes, too. Nope, it's just the concert. Yeah, wow. Huh. I mean, And, and Ring Around the Rosy cult in the theater. Oh, man, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> and, and you thought you were getting off easy with no I Hallmark I was movies being, yet. I thought I was being dad of the year, right? Oh, you, you know? are. Oh, you are. <laughs> More than I thought. <laughs> because my wife was like, if you're volunteering, go for it. You do it. I was like, wait, wait were you wanting to? No, wait, not really. At that point, you're not just dad of the year. You're husband of the year going in <laughs> That's there. That's true. Thank you. You are taking a lot you of pull my wife here. that. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, on another note, I made an official declaration here this weekend. Oh, that it was uh, okay for chili season? Yeah, it's okay for soup in for general. Soup. I declared it. No, but I mean, nobody needs to live their life by my schedule, but in case you do. But we hear it if we I don't. I have declared it. <laughs> I have declared as of, uh, as of Friday, uh, soup season has begun. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm not, for me, I know not everyone is the same. Some of you like to, you know, cook up a big, big vat of chicken noodle soup in the middle of July, perhaps. We love that chili poolside. <laughs> poolside chili. That That's how be, we honestly, do it in my house. That'd be an interesting concept for a restaurant. Poolside chili. <laughs> um, yeah, I am. I am. I'm a very seasonal eater, like a, ve- a strongly seasonal eater, and so I'm not doing soup until it feels exactly right for soup. Any kind, it's not just chili. I'm not doing mm-hmm. any soup from generally April to October. So a- April, May, June, July, August, September, October. So yeah, about 
it's about half the year. Half the year soup season, half the year is not soup season. And it's amazing how much it opens up when you get to soup season for me. I, maybe I should be more lenient because it always amazes me how many more options that just gets into our rotation immediately for meals. Immediately. And so that was very exciting. We did uh, we did chicken tortilla on Friday night. I do a mean chicken tortilla soup. And so we did that one. No chili yet. But I did. I was talking earlier uh, about about going to Super Saver and the the Diet Mountain Dew that I bought, they were ready for the chili onslaught. Yeah, Super, they had just pallets when you walk in the door at the one over on Edgewood. When you walked in the door, just pallets of chili beans and diced tomatoes and I forget what else, but all the stuff that you would you would normally have. Uh, all of the ingredients right when you walk in, like impulse chili. They were. They were ready for that. I think Great. they put in a special order. Well, because I wonder. Totally ready. I wonder how many. Obviously, families are making it themselves, but how many places of work like we're doing here? We did it on a Thursday this last week, just because of a meeting that we had across right. the building. But every Friday this month, Croctober. Croctober. That's a lot of soups. That's a, a lot, lot of, of soups. There's a lot of mouths to feed. A lot, yep. It's a lot yeah, of cans exactly. of the beans and the diced tomatoes. I, I am trying to think if there's anything I'm as seasonal with as I am soup. I, I my my daughter bringing her up again she's her favorite fruit by far is watermelon mm-hmm. she always wants and especially when she was younger and still sometimes now it'll be like it'll be like january or february and i'll i'll either ask her or she'll just put it on our little amazon alexa grocery list yeah i'll be going through in the dead of winter at the grocery store and she'll have put watermelon on the list and i'm like <laughs> and i'm like i am not buying watermelon at this point, no, it is. It's obviously out of season at that point, but you can still go. They'll still have it. Usually, even if they don't have whole ones, they'll have the pre-sliced ones that are like wrapped in plastic wrap, and mm-hmm. there's like four slices, and it costs like six dollars. <laughs> and I'm always, I have, I have, man, as as dad of the year as I am for taking of the movie, I have always had a iron fist when it comes to getting watermelon outside of say June to September. That's that's a June to September situation for me in watermelon. So yeah, I am I am pretty strictly seasonal with these things. What else are we strictly seasonal with food wise? Is there anything else where you're just like, nah, not gonna not gonna do that this time of year? I mean, I'm fine with I'm fine with hot dogs and steaks and any yeah, I'll any, do any, any grilling stuff. I'm I'll, fine with if it's all that nice in outside in the winter. I'll still grill. Bur- I don't. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll still do that. I'm not super seasonal with that. Some people I think are. Well, it was something we talked about a little bit last week when we were talking about candies. Crackles a Halloween or no time at all. <laughs> really? That it's, I, I, I mean, I'm not really eating crackle 12 months a year, just not because of seasonality, just because I don't have occasion to. But if there was one I also laying don't, here in June, I would not have a I'm not sure that they're produced outside of the month of October that anyway. could be true. I feel like they are they a one-month company. I feel like you don't see them in the, like, the, <laughs> in big, the, wild. the big candy bar like version at the by the cash register at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. I mean, like, other ones like, nobody, nobody's drinking eggnog in, <laughs> in June, right? Does anyone dr- raise your right. hand if you have ever drank eggnog in June? I mean, maybe you've never drank eggnog at all, but I, I mean, if you're going that it's way, it's not a, like a post lawn mowing type if beverage like situation. If, if you're going along along those lines, I'm not doing hot chocolate. Oh, that's yeah. Well, I'm never getting hot chocolate because I'm not a kid anymore. But hot chocolate is delicious. Oh, I'm not. 
Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's what you get when you don't have an advanced enough palate to drink coffee. An advanced enough palate. You're over there losing your mind over four extra ounces of Diet Mountain Dew this (laughs) morning. Just listen. An advanced palate. Again, you and my... You and my daughter, we go through go through the uh, scooters, or we go through somewhere and say, "Can I have a hot?" You know chocolate? what? Fine. Her and or it I used to be when we that, will she watch was Teen Beach movie, and then we will go ring around the Rosie at the Eras tour together. Caleb Fine. Wants a, Caleb wants a kids temp hot chocolate, please. I'll have an espresso. Hey, Scooters has got a nice little kids menu, by the way. <laughs> you get a couple of sugar cookies uh, with it. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. By the way, I've I've been getting chais lately. Okay, I haven't just oh, been getting really? all sugar. Ooh, <laughs> somebody grew <laughs> up. <laughs> chais, huh? Yeah, look at me. What is that? I don't even know. Is that like iced or hot or what? Is I get it? it hot. It's got a little bit of spice on it. Yeah. Ooh, okay. that, although the last time I went through there, the guy goes, "All right, chai. Do you do you want that uh, regular or dirty?" Me, who doesn't know what that means, goes, <laughs> "I don't know what that means, but I'm married." And he goes, that just means you want espresso. I was like, all right, cool. Wait, I don't know what that means, but I'm married. I don't know. Like, you want that dirty? I don't know. Here's your beep chai. <laughs> how, how dirty you want that? Want me to put my piggy in it? Like, I don't know. I, I just I just wanted a coffee, what man. Is, did you ever find out? What did they do? Yeah, it just means they, they add espresso. Oh, they had espresso. <laughs> I thought they like opened up the tea bag and just let the <laughs> let the let the little pieces of tea float around in there. <laughs> do, you want, do you want floaters? <laughs> this, this is gonna be unfiltered. <laughs> do, you, do you want it dirty? Yeah. Well, here's your freaking chai. <laughs> Get out there. They just start. They throw it at you through the window. <laughs> <laughs> what type of experience would you like? <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, seven twenty-five. We will take a break. We got a sport check of sports coming up next. Show us the LNK today with Jack and friends on KLIN. Wherever you go, stay connected to the world around you. I get all the breaking news, notifications, sports, and traffic straight to my phone on the app. Fourteen hundred and ninety-nine-three KLIN. It's time to count them down. The five things you'll be talking about today. This is the Morning Drive, presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, it's 739. It is time to count them down. The five things you are going to be talking about today. It is your Morning Drive, and we're going to start today with... Number five. A lot of car thefts across the city this month, uh, between October 6th and the 11th. 13 vehicles stolen, 10 more attempts, 17 recoveries. Wow. A lot of them are unlocked or have keys, second set of keys left inside. Some have valuables. They're getting ripped off from parking lots, driveways, even open garages. Wow. Okay. So, a couple things on this. There's a, there's a lot you can do to prevent this one, obviously. Not, you know, you can't always prevent everything, but... It sounds like this one, especially when you hear police talk about it, like you said, Mark, don't leave your keys in your car. People are looking for it. Do not leave your car running. We saw one of that. Caleb, remember that video we saw on Crime Stoppers where somebody pulled up to a gas station, left their car running for whatever reason. <clears throat> and then the guy I mean, just walked And then there was like a the- guy that looked like he was just waiting yep. for someone to do that, which... I can, I mean, I can at least understand in the winter why people are leaving their car running, but it, this was in you know September or August that mm-hmm. that it actually happened. So don't do those things. And then, Mark, I think the other thing is they're so, reminding people with those Kias and Hyundai's, yep. uh, Hyundai's to 
I guess they have to up, up, update a software situation to. Yeah, yeah that's uh, the dealer can do that. And if you haven't done it already, so. because there's that there was that trend where people were using a USB basically to to hotwire these cars. I think I might not yeah, be that, saying that right. I, I was, don't really know how that wasn't works, it a but, social media challenge yeah. that got it out there. Uh, and by the way, those are it's a, if you have a 2017 to 2020 Hyundai Elantra, 2015 to 2019 Hyundai Sonata. 2020 to 2021 Hyundai Venue, and there must be Kias on this as well. So, um, but those are the three that are listed in the um, in the consumer alert here that came. This came out in March that that actually happened. But yeah, so you can get that done, take it to the dealer, and get that. But yeah, that's a that's a, that's a big number, Mark. Well, it's a cra- big it's, number. It's a crime of opportunity. So yeah. don't give them the opportunity. Yeah, and by, like. And then I wonder what are, because a bunch of them have been recovered. What exactly is the idea here when you're when you're stealing a car like this? A lot of times, I think it's a, a joyride situation, okay. uh, especially with young people. And it's all, there have been cases where they'll steal a vehicle, take it for a ride, find another vehicle, ditch the one, right. and yeah. you know they just kind of go on a rampage of stealing vehicles that are out there for the taking. All right. So be aware of that, and especially as it gets colder outside, just uh, don't be leaving your car open and the car running at that point. All right, moving on. Number four. Worker protest at one local Starbucks. I believe it's the one up on North 26. Yeah. Forcing some Lincolnites to uh, go elsewhere for their coffee this morning. 10-11's got the story. So, yeah, this uh, this is interesting. So uh, apparently a barista was fired on Friday. According to him, what he told 10-11 was that he mumbled something under his breath, but his headset was on and his coworkers overheard him. Always be aware of the open mic. <laughs> Many radio people have found out the hard way as well. Oh, Always be aware of the open mic, even if you're a Starbucks barista. So he said something into his mic uh, that everyone heard. It, well, then it wasn't under his breath. Well, yeah, <laughs> that... The co-workers overheard, so he got fired, but his co-workers apparently weren't that offended or upset by it because they're coming out in support of him so hard that they are striking at this point. Wow. They have gone on strike, and they were protesting this weekend with signs. 1011 contacted Starbucks about this, and Starbucks corporate said... In an email, we fully respect our partners' right to participate in lawful union activities, but involvement in a union does not exempt partners from established lawful company policies, such as the direction to not use profanity while working in the store. So, apparently, someone ordered the dirty chai, Caleb. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so that's interesting. That is, and of course, some uh, other Starbucks stores uh, that are attempting to unionize have also been on strike in other parts. Of in the other country. parts, of the now the other Starbucks, Lincoln, as as of now, the other Starbucks are open um, in the city. It's just, and I don't know what's happening this morning with this thing either. I don't know if they're still closed or there's still maybe somebody in that area can give us an update here at this point. I don't know if they're trying to or place where where did, where did where did even twenty sixth and. Um, yeah, a north, a north Lincoln there, by near North Twenty Seventh. 
North 26th yeah, by give North 27th. <laughs> <Did laughs> I that, think it's North Cornhusker. Was that helpful for you? North, yeah, no. North, North 26th is by North 27th. I thought you knew that. Yeah. Well, well I kind of had that punch. Um, let's see. I was going to give you some more detail on exactly where this is here. It's across from that McDonald's up there, just north of Superior. Let's see. There one is. Yeah, 20. Sorry, I'm pulling it up right now. 5040 North 26th Street. So, what's by there? Across from Culver's. Oh, the Sam's Club. PetSmart, Sam's Club. That yes. big that big area. It's there. It's across the street from that. You know where I'm talking about now? Yep. Yep. That's where it is. So, it's over there by that McDonald's. Yes. Also, though, I believe there is a Starbucks inside, um, inside one of the stores right across the street, right? There's, is it at that? Yeah, it's at that high V. I believe there's a Starbucks in that one. Normally really? they have caribous, but I think that one has a Starbucks, I'm pretty sure, inside of the high V. So, well, that's uh, the high V that uh, like, redid the restaurant, too. Yeah. That's, uh, so I, I guess you can go over there if you if you need your Starbucks in that yeah, restaurant. Not if you're driving through. Do not drive through High V. No, that's true. Don't <laughs> drive through. Or, or maybe you want to support the effort and you know, knock over there. I don't know. Do what you want to do. Number three. Former Nebraska Attorney General John Bruning loves just about everything about women's volleyball. Speed, grace, thundering spikes. He says he's a volleyball fan, a beautiful sport to watch because it's violent, it's athletic, every point matters, so he bought into a national franchise. So, there's already an Omaha franchise um, for this Women's Volleyball League. Yeah, the and now, Supernovas. But he, that's not the one that he's buying into. No. there's a, Apparently, they're going to do a new Las Vegas franchise. This is the Pro Volleyball Federation. The Supernovas are already done, established. They're owned. They've got a I mean, they've got a coach and a roster and stuff. Uh, this Las Vegas one is new, newer. I think they only have a coach here at this point. And so he's buying into that. Old old buddy who was a Las Vegas lawyer called him and, and he said he was going to be part of it. I think they're all grads of UNL Law School, aren't they? Yeah, probably. I'm, I'm, I assume so. I'm surprised they didn't ask like, you. <laughs> They wanted someone with some investment capital. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't just want a Sorry. pretty face out there. The yeah, Mitchell let's, Mashers. Let's go through the UNL Law alum catalog of people not making a lot of money and make sure we call them to invest in our volleyball team. It's interesting, though. Because oh, he's no longer working in law? Get him off But of there here. were, like, big-name investors in the league, like Jason Derulo, right, Caleb? Is Jason a, Derulo. He's a big... Investor in yep. this this whole league. There are other big names that are associated with it as well. I'm trying to remember who else there is, but I mean these people are these people are smart when it comes to business ventures or have smart people in their ear. They must really think that there's something here in terms of an investment. Is this is this volleyball league going to get big? Well, I think so. Is because, that what I mean? Because you've got seven currently in the league for this year. It starts in January. In January, with another seven set to join. The next year, so they're they're prepping for growth. Yeah, I, I mean you got you've got a lot of people who invest a lot of money in a lot of different places who are who are jumping in on this thing. They're doing a a good job attracting investors. And there's at this and, point. And you're talking about professional volleyball. There's two pro volleyball leagues in Omaha. Yeah, there's that the new new two right. new teams. Yes. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. Las Vegas franchise, not a name, not a place to play yet at this point. But Fran Flory, who was a 
former coach at LSU is going to be the uh, the coach there. So should be a little rivalry there, maybe the Supernovas versus the uh, Las Vegas Brunings. <laughs> the, the Vegas budding Brunings. budding rivalry already, despite the fact that they don't really exist other than in name right now. They got to be like the Vegas High Rollers, right? Oh, we got it. Yeah, it's always it's always something. Ice spikers. The the, way, the WNBA team is the Aces, right? Aces, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not going to come up with their nickname. Okay. I was going to start. They can they can pay me to do that. With all their, <laughs> Since they didn't with all the, invite with you. all their fancy investors <laughs> that they didn't invite me to become a part of. Number two. Speaking of volleyball, UNL volleyball met Michigan State for the second consecutive Saturday, merged with the same result, four-set victory, and then Saturday night swept the Nittany Lions, number 13, swept them 25-22, 25-22, uh, Yeah. Caleb, I watched that match Saturday, and I was like, maybe I was overreacting when I was getting concerned about them dropping sets Holy to cow. Michigan State and Indiana and a uh, close one against Michigan in that first set. They looked good. On Saturday they, night. They turned it on. They had to hold on a little bit at the end of the first. And then on the second, they led one nothing, and then didn't lead again until it was like 21-20 or 22-21, yeah. something like that. Yeah, they got behind. So yeah. they just stuck it out through through the entire thing. And you're, you're seeing the growth from a lot of those freshmen. Not everybody's on 100% of the time, but the depth of this team really shining because you consistently have people come out and just take over. You had the end of that third set where Penn State takes a timeout and Nebraska's up, and then block, point, block, point, and you're like, okay, Nebraska mm-hmm. just ended this. Out of the timeout said we're ending it now. And yep. there have been enough times that you've seen Nebraska not do that. Let somebody get a little bit back into it, like the end of the first set, or at, at other times where they force, force it to go past 25. But they came out of a timeout and said, we're stepping on the throat now, and this match is over. And now, Nebraska just has Northwestern on the road on Wednesday. Current undefeated number one, Wisconsin, is hosting Ohio State on Wednesday. Get through that day, and you have your undefeated one versus two yep. at the Bob Devaney Sports Center this Saturday at 7 Ooh. o'clock. It's going to be a big one. I'm uh, pumped up. According to StubHub right now. Uh, the get-in is, the is get, up there. The minimum price Per ticket to get in on if you're going through StubHub. You know, there might be other third party sales. The minimum number each $360. That's the basement, Caleb. <laughs> that is the low price right now. Those are uh those are for pretty decent seats. Uh you could go up as high as nine hundred dollars each. <laughs> you and a guest be dropping a cool eighteen hundred dollars to get into this volleyball match. They should have put this one at the stadium. My goodness. Oh, wow. Holy cow. Can you... I'm I'm trying to figure out, because I can't find it online from a couple Google searches, so I'm curious if anyone out there knows, what's the history of one versus two in in college volleyball? Uh, Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, Especially a regular season match, and then let alone... I think Nebraska and Penn State had one a few years back. Right, but, but then, like... Is it an undefeated one versus two? All, all of those types of things. I'd love to know the history on that because you can always find it for right. college football. Right. And that, and that makes people think of the you know game of the century, Nebraska, Oklahoma, the one versus two type stuff there. 
you, you've got a lot on the line here. Now, because there is a postseason, it's not necessarily deciding up front right. the conference title and who gets to go to the, the national championship. No. But plenty big, though. But plenty yeah, you don't, big. You don't need that for this one to be. <laughs> for both of these teams to really, especially Nebraska, really want this one. All right, let's finish this thing up. Number one. Crackdown on password sharing by Netflix. Uh, it looks like they've had a pretty good boost in the number of subscribers. Numbers will come out Wednesday. They're expecting a six million increase in subscribers by curbing those passwords, and that probably means not too long after price bump. It should go the opposite way, shouldn't it, Mark? No, things (laughs) the people want. I thought things got better. They got a bunch of new subscribers. Demand should be up, so price should go down. I would think. I suppose that's not how it works. No. The economics 101 done they've, backwards. They've obviously me, got but... the supply, so the yeah. demand is moving up, and so is the Man. price. Man. That, that would be rough. Um, and the other thing is you still have this actor strike going on, so how much can they really do that if you're not going to have a whole lot of new stuff coming out there as well? Another question there. But that's interesting that the password thing worked so well for them. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, to add that many subscribers, that's a lot of dough. Yep, yep. By the way, the prices right now, if you're wondering... This is for the ad-free. The ad-free one is fifteen forty nine is the starting price for that. If you do the ads plan, I forgot you could do an ads plan. That's only six ninety nine a month. Anybody do that? Anybody do an ad, ads Netflix one? I wonder how. I have not been doing I have that, that for Hulu, but not Netflix. But that's crazy that they've had that, that much success with it. I guess we see why they were going to crack down on that. They were lo- turns out turns out people sharing password loses you a lot of potential revenue. Yeah, they obviously didn't drink their Mountain Dew in time. Definitely didn't. All right, that is it. Four extra ounces too. That's it for the sound off. It's brought to you by Stone Ridge Insurance and Wealth Management. Seven fifty five, thirty seven degrees in the capital city on KLIN. You're listening to Lincoln's radio home of Husker football, men's basketball, and baseball with a little volleyball and women's hoops thrown in. 1499.3 KLIN. I'm Saver Traffic. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right. A little, little sports news here. Man, the Big Big Ten West is not only struggling with scoring points, but with injuries. Wisconsin's quarterback, Tanner Mordecai, just uh, learned from Pete Thamel, broke his hand against Iowa, had surgery yesterday, had a pin put in his hand, expected to be out for the immediate future, no specific timetable. Iowa's on their backup quarterback. Nebraska's on their backup now starting quarterback. Wisconsin's on their backup quarterback as well. It's 8 o'clock on KLI and Lincoln. For the moment. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. But first, your fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's at Alumni Hall. First, let's uh, give credit to our winner from last week. That winner 
was the person who picked Penn State because they put up 60-something against 63 UMass. 63 to nada. Yeah. TJ got that pick. Congratulations, TJ. You win the prize pack. Woman I haul on Valentino's for last week. we got a new one going this week. The draft this week is about how many total points are scored by both teams combined for Nebraska and Northwestern. Uh, we got one pick in. How? What was the first guess on this one? Chris and Olathe took 41. 41. I was saying 40, so right kind of thinking where I was. Uh, you can take a guess at that, but you've got to qualify first with the keyword. Text it in. The keyword for 810 is? N-U. 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 All right, there we go. Who's the? Re- it's the battle. Who's the real NU? Yeah, I assume we're referencing. I still. I always make Nebraska NU, and when I abbreviate Northwestern, I abbreviate it NW. Sorry, that's what I do too. That's what I do. Uh, all right, text that into four two four seven nine fourteen hundred. You could get pick number two in this week's fantasy Huskers. All right, uh, Tim Hruza joining us right now. Good morning, Tim. How are you doing today? I'm okay, Jack. How are you? I'm good. I am. I'm good and. Uh, we can admittedly say this peek behind the curtain. Like, there's just, there's just, we're kind of in the calm before the storm right now, uh, in terms of the topics that we often talk about here, whether it's the legislature or elections or, or all of those things. It's just, it's really kind of quiet right now before probably a lot of stuff blows up with, with the election, just in terms of news, the headlines, uh, on, on the election, the legislature and beyond. So I'm going to ask you, uh, I'm going to ask you about something else completely different, but that, that I'm curious about. Um, and that is someone, you, because you and your job involves working, correct me if I'm wrong, downtown pretty frequently. You would consider yourself a, a downtown employee, regular employee, right? Correct? Oh, you bet. Yeah. yeah. Like that, I, I'm interested in that life a little bit because I don't, um, <laughs> I, I was a fringe downtown employee when I was practicing law for a while. We were kind of way on the south side of, of downtown, but I guess I was a downtown employee, but we had our own parking lot and, and that sort of thing. Is it, is, do you get the sense that it's becoming, there's so much, so much residential in downtown Lincoln now. I'm, I'm just curious how, like how that even has changed in terms of what the, the, the work situation is like there, whether it's going out to eat, whether it's getting around, whether it's parking, all of those things. What is it like in, in 2023 to work in downtown Lincoln as opposed to what it used to be? Well, I got, uh, I should add the caveat, Jack. We are closer to the Capitol building, right? Than, than like, I'm not downtown in a, a high rise. Right. You're, you're kind of south, up. south side of so downtown, same way. Yeah, yeah. We're close to the Capitol, which is, is a, it is a different feeling. I think your point is, is well made, which is when you're talking like south downtown, like it doesn't, it's not the same as like being down on P Street or close right. to the university or whatever. Right. Um, but I get down there occasionally, pretty regularly, even um, a few times a week, either for meetings and whatnot too. I I don't know that it. I don't know if I. I was talking about this with somebody the other day too, and I don't know if it's just kind of like the my memory of how things were pre-COVID versus how they are post-COVID is is just distorted, or it's been so long, or it's been completely different. But I first for the first time in a long time I was starting to feel like life post COVID is more normal. Like my general general weekly schedule is chock full of regular meetings and things are going on and there's, you know, people doing things. And it's not like it's like there haven't been times in that case, but like a year ago or so or even a year and a half ago, we were still talking about things and you were making decisions based on COVID. I, I sort of feel that feeling when you go downtown where like you walk into a restaurant or a shop or something and it's 
it's alive again like it was or like I remember it being in 2019. Hmm. Um, but I will tell you, like, if you're talking about parking and just general moving around, I feel like Lincoln does a pretty good job. And so I don't know if that's because, you know, because it's a different type of city or because it's, it's just not as many people as what you might see in another downtown urban area. But I don't ever feel like you can't find a spot to park or there's no options or what whatever. Maybe that's also just because you have your routines and things that I know. I know what I want to do, right. but um, where I'm going to park when I go to this place or whatever. Um, but I feel, I feel like Lincoln is starting to feel back, like a hundred percent back to normal. That's I mean, interesting. Like there's some different, there's some differences, right? Different restaurants are open on different days sometimes. I think some of that's probably a, a symptom of, of pandemic stuff, but it's also pretty regular for, urban areas or large cities where restaurants are, you know, they're closed on Mondays and Tuesdays or one of those two days, it seems like. So you kind of have to remember what's open on Monday, what's open on Tuesday. Yeah. I don't remember that being a thing pre-COVID. Maybe it was, and I just didn't pay attention to it. But it feels it feels active and, and back to normal. Yeah. Downtown. That's good. That's it. I mean, I, rem- I do remember a time, and this was probably 10 years ago, and... I didn't, this may have just been an anecdotal thing for me, but I remember occasionally I would meet someone downtown for lunch or, you know, something, you know, a few times a year. I just remember every place we would ever go for lunch was just packed. I don't know, like, you could not, it was hard not to wait in the line to go almost anywhere, at least to the places that were somewhat, somewhat popular downtown. And I think the, I, I mean, I think there's probably more supply of restaurants down there than there used to be as well. I'm curious though, like, do you, if you have got meetings or anything, are you walking everywhere downtown or are you ever getting in your car and actually driving somewhere downtown? Or does the weather depend? It depends depend? on how much time I have. Okay. <laughs> it depends on what I got before lunch and what I got after lunch. So I, I'll be honest, I do a lot of like, oh, I got a, I got a lunch down uh, in the Haymarket. I'm hopping in my car and parking. <laughs> because I got to be back for a 115 or a 130 or something like that. So, um, I do more driving probably than I ought to. The thing I used to always like doing, and I don't think the, do you ever, have you ever driven, ridden the downtown trolley? No. Put the quarter in and, and hopped on the trolley. No, I, mean, I don't. It's a trolley, but it's a bus. It's, it's a just bus. a bus. It's, okay. It's that bus that it's runs that loop. Okay. It looks like, yeah, it runs the loop downtown, but you, you could jump on that thing. I used to do that pretty regularly. I haven't done it in a long time, but that's mostly a, that is a function of having back-to-back meetings around the noon hour, either right up until noon or afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's nice. Otherwise, yeah, I just drive, man. And that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe just being a local, I know which garage I'm going to or where I'll be able to find street parking at what time. Yeah, that's interesting. I assume people don't because they are either have to pay for parking or because... Or they're going. They know they're going to get a ticket, like I always do when I have a lunch meeting downtown in Lincoln. Or, or it's just going to be hard to find it. But apparently, that doesn't dissuade you too much. Not me. I've gotten really used to using the parking app. Um, I don't even. Remember, I never ever. This is another admission. I never remember what it's called on my phone. I think it's called passport. Passport. Yeah, but it's it, passport. But I always have to do this dumb thing where, like, I'm walking away from my car and I'm like, I, do I need to go back and check on the meter what this thing's called? <laughs> it's like trying to search through the apps on my phone. What I don't understand is why they don't just call it parking. Lincoln parking. Parking. <laughs> like, 
That's the first thing I always search for is parking. And it's called Passport or whatever, and it takes me forever to remember what the logo looks like or whatever. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, so it starts with P, like P-A. really easy. If you just search parking on your phone, P-A, it'll probably come up as the top app because it's Passport, P-A. So well, you think it'd be that advice. easy, but it's... Yeah, yeah, I know the exactly. Omaha one is called Park Omaha, so that one's a lot easier to remember. Uh, Paramount, Pac-12 Network, Pandora. Oh, okay, maybe. Oh, not. there's Passport. Yeah, there, there we go. <laughs> All right, maybe you have more PA apps than I realized. <laughs> I guess. Caleb's all over it, man. <laughs> He's all over the uh, PA ones. Yeah, I get, I mean, I always wonder, too, how, because when I worked for the for the time, when I was clerking at the Attorney General's office, we always, the only place I could park was in the, uh, I mean, I guess I could have parked elsewhere, but the only place close I could park was in the two-hour parking right next to that old building that no longer exists where the, the Attorney General's office was. And the clerks there would always, you know, they would always kind of be communicating whether or not tires were marked for the two-hour thing. But I'll tell you what, that <laughs> summer there, I lost about 20% of my salary in parking tickets. Uh, without a doubt. I, I, just, I guess I just assume that's true of almost everyone that works downtown Lincoln, that you just factor in that you're going to get expired meter or other, re, other parking tickets about, you know, budget in about 500 bucks a year for that. Maybe not. I'm impressed that you don't. Well, I just, like I said, I've gotten used to just paying the parking, man. Um, and I know I don't park for you know, lunch is an hour and a half, two hours. Like I said, you just kind of know, I've kind of figured out which parking meters and which stalls are going to be open. So I know where I'm headed and I park there. Yeah. Um, and then I just do it on the app and the app alerts you like when the time's coming up. It's actually a pretty smooth system. Yeah. I got a ticket once and I, there was time left on a meter. I parked in it. And so I thought it was fine. But if someone else apparently puts the time in and you park there. It doesn't count. I got a ticket for that because they it connects to their license plate. I thought using that, the app. Yeah, you, I was going to say like you I, mentioned the tire chalking thing, and I don't know if they've completely stopped that. Practice, I don't know. But I do remember some controversy down. Uh, it might have been with involving some like capital staff or something like that over the chalking chalking practice, right? Um, that was and whether they could or couldn't. And I feel like, actually, Jack, I feel like there might be a court case out there on this about whether or not talking tires is like a taking, technically. That's the <laughs> least surprising thing working in the legal community circa 2002 and the level of conversation about that that you could have ever told me. <laughs> it was everywhere. Every Everyone was, all the lawyers, all the law clerks were, were talking about that all the time. And I also, here's another funny story. I, um... Uh, I, I I got one of those tickets once for not putting my stickers on for not updating my stickers right you know if you don't put that and you can get you get like a hundred something dollar ticket so I got that when I was parked downtown when I was act actually practicing law so I had to uh, but you could usually go up to the city attorney's office and just be like hey they were on my counter I just hadn't put them on yet but I had to go like I had actual court that I had to go to and one of the courts that I had to go to was was the city attorney's office and make an argument and sometimes they just give it to you and so I've done it enough that I know the process sometimes they just let it go and then other times they'd like actually sit down with you and you had to like they'd like make you squirm about it a little bit and the time they made me squirm of course is when I came in, in a full suit with my briefcase and everything unbelievable <laughs> I still won, you're, you're but they made me squirm. It. You're not going to believe it, Jack, but there is a, as far as I can tell, just Googling tire chalking, there is a split among circuits here. Uh, Ooh. 
about whether or not it constitutes a taking of some sort. Ninth Circuit, hey. Fourth Circuit has ruled that chalking a tire. Uh, uh, do I have a judgment God, coming my way system. in a class action situation here? <laughs> can, you, can you believe that you've got court opinions on whether or not somebody Was, can Were my tire? rights violated in 2002 and 2003 to the tune of some, I've got to assume, three to $400 probably? Apparently dozens of times, Jack. Yes. <laughs> It was an ongoing battle all of the time. Hey, last last question for you. I don't know if you noticed this, but as you have been in, in downtown area around the Capitol, is it, I mean, isn't it weird to get the lay of the land after Pershing is gone, after that building is gone? Like, is, isn't it weird that, like, from the the west side of where Pershing was, you can see Tico's now? It's just bizarre to, to how different that area feels. Obviously, you take out a huge building like that, obviously, it's going to feel different, but... Uh, going over there, it's like, I feel like I don't even know where I am at this point. Um, honestly, Jack, it's kind of nice. <laughs> You've got down, you finally got down a building that has been a real, I, the entire time I've been in Lincoln, the entire time. I moved back to Lincoln. I moved back to Lincoln in 2015, and that building has not been touched. That's not been touched by that time for almost like half a decade. So they call uh, it Operation Warp Speed Part 2. Right. <laughs> Uh, I I love I mean I I understand the historic significance of Pershing. I love that there's some progress happening in that space. So I think I think redeveloping it or doing something there is a huge opportunity for the city that's been sitting stagnant for far too long. And I am I'm I am personally glad to see it gone. That might be a yeah, hot. Take, I agree. No, but it it was time for it to go, man. It was well, and you can see. You can see as they were like, I ran by there a couple times, drove by as they were tearing it apart, and like you look inside that thing, it's like, man, this thing should have been gone so long ago. Can't yeah. believe it's still standing. No, I don't think that's a hot. So. T- yeah, I just, I think, it, yeah, I think it was nicer than people even thought to actually get it down. Maybe the uh, the conclusion that I drew from that whole thing. But I also, I don't think I experienced really. I didn't grow up in Lincoln. I didn't really experience it when it was up and running. Like I don't. I don't think even when I was in law school, there was an event there that I considered even going to. So, yeah, I don't know. I took my son to the circus there. That was one of the last events that I went to. Went to some state basketball games. Caleb played basketball there in the state tournament. He still complains about the floor being dead in certain areas. So the floor was dead. The ceiling was ripped open. There was there was asbestos in my cotton candy. It was just a whole mess. <laughs> I still think we need to do like a guest guess the part of the mural contest right like do like close-up functions of those of the wrestlers the basketball players and then like zoom out and see if people like if people can guess what it is what part of the mural is it tim's gonna be visiting tim's gonna be visiting the mural every weekend at wayuka he told me every weekend oh man what a cool thing i love it Uh, thank you i love it there you go that's what we do when nothing's happening with the legislature elections (laughs) i i learn about what it's like to work in downtown in 2023 thank you tim i appreciate it we'll talk to you next week all right say 27 we'll take a break on klin when you're thinking huskers auction pitch out to the side it's a touchdown nebraska think 1499.3 klin you're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, 838 LNK Today with Jack and Friends on your Monday morning. 39 degrees in the capital city, but we uh, 
get into the low 60s today before we settle into the 70s for uh, for several days in a row. Uh, with that, it is time to talk football and more with uh, Husker 24-7s and Friday Husker Tailgate's own Mike Schaefer. Good morning, Mike. How are you doing today? I am doing well. How are you doing? Jeff? Good. What was uh, so? What, what's the what was on the to do list or the um, you know on the want to do list for a, for a bye week for Mike Schaefer? Yeah. So I actually played in a golf tournament on Friday and Saturday. Um, you know, where it was roughly about forty degrees each day. <laughs> Missed with, oh, with uh, you know sleet and whatever else was <laughs> was coming down on Friday. So that was fun. My partner for this golf tournament was former Husker Matt Slauson. Oh, really? Uh, so I've gotten yeah, I've gotten to know him um, pretty well, and we uh, we came out on fire on Friday, even though the weather was terrible, and gave ourselves a chance only to have an absolutely terrible uh, Saturday. So you know, me with a Husker Saturday goes poorly. It's just like a normal <laughs> normal weekend. I bet you know? he can hit the crap out of the ball, can't he? I yes, would hope he so. Can. Okay. He, yes, he can. He's also very loud. We're we're a good team. We, we work well together. <laughs> I bet. I bet. I bet you do. Uh, all right. Good. Well, I here was my. I, I didn't get to tell this story yet. You'll enjoy it. I uh, I got my tires changed this week. So big weekend for me. Um, <laughs> uh, because I'm pretty sure they were about to go completely bald. But I did. So I did it at Costco. I got my my tires changed at Costco, and they're they're like, okay, it's going to be sixty to ninety minutes, and. I'm like, all right, well, I can wait that out. And so I texted my wife. She was going to come pick me up and bring me home. I was like, don't worry about it. It's not going to be that long. I go over. I walk outside. I go across the street. I get some coffee, uh, you know, and come back. And then I'm like, well, I'll just look around for a while, right? And, uh, you know, kill some time at Costco. It's a big place. Well, what was supposed to be 60 to 90 minutes turned into three hours. And oh, no. it turned into... I don't know if you remember that movie, The Terminal, where Tom Hanks lived in an airport for yep, like we. Yep. That was me at. I mean, like a condensed. That was me over three hours at at Costco. Um, and also their cafe thing is under construction, so they have a limited menu, and that obviously changed things pretty significantly too. So, um, yeah, and the, the like the worst choice. I actually went. I went and bought some stuff because I, I thought I was just gonna be like, all right. I'll shop. I'll buy some stuff, and then I had this cart full of stuff. And no car, and that put me in purgatory basically because I couldn't go back outside, right? And I yeah. had to have the cart with me at all times. It was like I had a ball and chain with this cart full of like K cups and some paper plates and apples that I couldn't do anything with. It was it was quite an experience. So yeah, I have a good mental image of you just staring longingly with your cart, just you know, looking forlorn out the door. Just waiting for, you know, your opportunity to eventually leave. Hello, like, darkness, you know, my old friend. I was sitting on the on the little bench table, like, directly across from the tire desk and just staring at it with my cart the entire time. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was it was quite the day. I thought, I was like, I kept thinking, I was like, I guess there could be worse places to be trapped in, right? You can, They're going to have free samples out. I can, you know, I can eat, right? Those sorts of things. The only thing I was disappointed about, it brought me back to my childhood. You remember, you probably still remember this, Mike, like it, stores that sold TVs used to put actual live TV on the TV. Yeah, you used to be able to watch games and right. movies or TV shows. You yeah, would, no, I... I would I would go with my 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 mom shopping 
and I would just go, even if it was on like a Sunday or a Saturday, and I'd go find the TVs and I'd just go watch football, and there's usually like a crowd. I realize nobody does that anymore. They have all these 4K slideshow things that they put on these things. It's very disappointing. Yeah, yeah that's... Uh... That's, a, that's an astute observation. I remember that around Christmas, like we would be, I'd be at the shopping malls or whatever, be dragged along. And then you would, you would just like go find one of the electronic stores yep. and post up yep. and watch the, watch the late afternoon NFL game or something like that's this, this, that's a good point. Nobody does. It that doesn't have like, I don't think they and do now, it anywhere. No. no and if, if you weren't, and if you weren't watching, the, you were just playing the video games there. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. yeah that's, that is also true. You'd be in the uh, the GameStop or wherever you'd need to be for that. No, that makes. I feel like that's a missed opportunity. I think they need to get back to that. Put put a live football game. I mean, I guess the thought is people aren't shopping then; they're sitting there and watching TV. But man, they had the college college games on that day. I would have just stayed and watched it on those nice QLED 4K screens that they've got there. Very nice. Uh, that you just got to see there, like you know. Cityscape and then the the fish swimming <laughs> yes. and you just got that on repeat. Right, like the single drop of red paint on a black background. <laughs> <laughs> R- ripples uh, in the water that are just in ridiculously high definition. It looks better than actual ripples in water. Um but yeah, I got to I got to see all that stuff and not the games. So bring back bring back TVs with games on them in the stores. Bring people back out. I think uh, somebody needs to advertise that they're going to do that. That'd be a that'd be good. Well, the stores just need to add their own little sports bar. Just a small area, not a full full sports bar, but just add a little, like, it, like add a couple couple high tops. On, you know, it is interesting though. Start not to stay on this topic forever, but <laughs> it is interesting that we have TV like restaurants all put like put TVs in all the time, right? Tons of restaurants have TVs in them that didn't used to um, just randomly and they'll have they'll have things on the screen but that hasn't happened for whatever reason that hasn't happened necessarily in stores I guess it's a different it's a different strategy of wanting wanting people to linger or not at those places so anyway uh, <laughs> down a path I did not necessarily I- expect to go here all right here we are uh, Mike on the precipice of Nebraska uh, in a stretch and, and really the rest of the season it was uh, where Matt rule said hey look these are all games we could win, and these are all games that we could lose. As you have another look at some of the teams Nebraska faces uh, last weekend, do you still believe that to be true? Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> I still can't believe waking up Sunday and like, ah, I need to go look at the scores again, and then just staring at Illinois, <laughs> putting up 27 against Maryland, right. and then thinking to myself, why did I basically write that off as a loss immediately? Yeah, for Nebraska, and I I watched no seconds of that game, so I can't tell you how it got there. But you know, and then uh, the news is out this morning of Tanner Mordecai in Wisconsin. Yep. We'll just put it this way: I think Nebraska has a chance to win or lose every single game on the rest of the schedule. <laughs> so you literally agree with Matt Rule when he said that? That's actually yeah. true. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, so too. I mean, I I felt I felt other than maybe Iowa's defense. There's no unit that's on Nebraska's schedule that is so much better 
than what they have. Maybe Maryland's offense too, but I yeah. still don't. I don't know how in the world you give up twenty-seven points to Illinois. <laughs> I really don't. That's all I heard last week. Is like the Illinois offense was one of the worst. You know, one of the worst units I'll ever see. And then, and then they come out, and I looked at that score same way you did, and I was like, well, I don't know what's happening there, but it's not what I expected whatsoever. Man, I mean, yeah, it's it is the widest. The widest possible group of outcomes. I mean, you could, I mean, yeah, legit, zero losses, one loss, two losses is definitely in play with this whole thing, but also so so are multiple losses. And, like, I don't even know, it'll, it'll be interesting if, if things do go well here, Mike, over the course of even just the next three weeks, right? Like, I wonder if Husker fans have gotten so far to the point that, hey, they should win these games, that they won't be impressed if they win, like, the next three games. I, I I just wonder what it'll be like, or if they're ugly and kind of look like the Illinois game, if they feel like that too. I'm fascinated it, with the response. I I mean this is this is really Nebraska's opportunity to have an Iowa season to, to end the Big Ten West, right? Like a team that no one really respects continues to win games behind its defense, struggles to put up 20 points a game, and just inexplicably find ways to win. Why not Nebraska? Why not these next six weeks, right? The Jack Mitchell I know, if Nebraska beats Northwestern on Saturday, there's going to be a tweet about, like, you know, if they win the rest of their games, they definitely win the Big Ten West. If this happens, and that, like, I'm, I'm already excited. I already looked at it. For the possibility of you giving us the scenarios at about 6 o'clock on Saturday. Yep. And yep. this is, you know. And this is going to happen potentially every week, and especially if they keep winning. Uh, yeah, but that high can continue. If Jack gets a football win on Saturday into a volleyball win over Wisconsin. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Instead of volleyball just needing to be therapy after a football game, that would be nice. It's going to be a, uh, a wildly big Saturday. Like uh, It's weird to consider this Nebraska-Northwestern game as big as it's probably going to seem, and then you have the biggest volleyball game, baby. Yeah, maybe not ever, but maybe ever. I don't know. Maybe, but probably the biggest at Devaney, I would say at least. I you know, know this. My friends that have tickets have had their eye on like what the the StubHub cuffs are, and they're not selling them. I've got it but pulled they keep up. Talking about how they could have life changing money over here. I got it pulled up right now, StubHub. Uh, the for so I put a pair of tickets in. Oh my gosh, it's changed since I did it earlier. The cheapest get in number right now. To get in for two tickets on StubHub, at least there might be other third-party sellers out there. Three sixty-nine a person—that's the cheapest. Three sixty-nine a ticket. So a pair you'd be dropping over seven hundred dollars. They range up. There's one. There's one that's. A, I think it's a joke listing. It says nineteen thousand dollars in section B, <laughs> but but like there are legit listings for eight hundred. That se- one's a just in case. Eight hundred, seven hundred dollars at this point, all over the place. I mean, it's that's, uh, crazy. That's like throwing your house on on Zillow and putting it for sale just to see if you can get an insane yes. amount of money. Yeah, that's what some, I think some people are doing here, but I'm not. I'm not positive on that. Yes. So, <laughs> any, if anybody wants to set in section B15, row one, um, <laughs> you can you can do, you can get a pair. It's nineteen thousand each, just to clarify. So you'd be you'd be looking at around forty thousand after fees. Uh, but Don't a great just entire. But a great seat. A great seat, uh, yeah. That will, that will absolutely give you some tires. Yeah, that will be, uh, that'll be fun. It, back to the Big Big Ten North, or excuse me, the Big Ten West, as you were saying. Though I already did check this out. If you were wondering, 
Uh, Iowa, Nebraska's going to need Iowa if if you know this thing gets interesting to lose another game though because um, right now they Iowa's got right Nebraska's got two losses in the Big Ten and I think Iowa only has one so maybe they're all right maybe they're all right to I I obviously am not where I need to be with this you're right Mike I'm not there yet at this point but I will be I'll be ready to go but their schedule Iowa schedule going forward. This is the crazy thing about about this whole thing. All of the all of the hemming and hawing and and joking about Iowa's offense, and here they are coming up with their schedule being versus Minnesota at Northwestern versus Rutgers versus Illinois, and then at Nebraska. There seems to be a they're going to be favored in all those games. There seems to be a good chance that they're coming into Lincoln with one loss, Mike. Oh boy! Everyone got uh, real mad at me for picking Iowa to go eleven and one on the regular they're season. They're going to come in. They're going to come in probably at ten and one at this point with a backup quarterback and not throwing to their wide receivers. I'll take the uh, I'll take the over on the one loss there. You, I don't know who it's going to be. They're, look, their their defense is great. That offense is not, and it's just going to take one. One slightly off day for their defense for another team to put up 21 points. Mike, but it's Minnesota this week in Iowa City. It's Northwestern at Wrigley Field, for goodness sakes. And then it's Rutgers and Illinois, both in Iowa City. Wrigley is going to be a home game for them. That's four home games, essentially. Minnesota, Northwestern, Rutgers, Illinois on senior day. I just arose to Maryland losing to Illinois (laughs) and giving up 27 points. I am not, not pretending like Iowa can just win out and everything guaranteed. I, uh, man, that Iowa coming in here at 10 and 1, I don't know where they'd be ranked at that point if they were 10 and 1. Uh got to be bordering on top 10, right? <laughs> what's what's funny is their 10 and 1 would be mocked routinely around the country. And yet, for some reason, Kentucky was ranked, and everyone thought that they were solid, even though they've never beat anybody with a winning record, not named Florida. Right. So right. it's just like if if Iowa was ten and one, they would be like seventeenth in the country. Like there's no <laughs> way anyone's putting them any higher. Like th- there's a scenario here if if Nebraska would would win again. I understand anything can happen, but just let me play and have fun here. If Nebraska would win out to that point, then a 10 and 1 Iowa would be coming in against an 8 and 3 Nebraska with the Big 10 West Championship on the line. I would get I would say the uh they wouldn't get the volleyball level ticket prices for that <laughs> that Friday. You're going to get a lot of Iowa people coming over. Uh and you might have an you might have an over under in that game of like 26. It'd be amazing. Last- Last Big Ten West title ever up for grabs. Yep. And it's between Nebraska and Iowa. Right. And we're getting like a 3-2 to two game to finish off the Big Ten West. It'd only be appropriate, I think. 26 degrees. <laughs> just, you know, wonderful outside. Oh, my gosh. Here, here's the other thing I'm watching this weekend, and I see Colorado do what they did against Stanford. And here's a part of my brain that I also shouldn't use, Mike, but I did. I did. <laughs> I did the... Uh, I did the, man, Nebraska obviously could have beaten Minnesota, right? Just eliminate one of those two turnovers. And if that's really what Colorado is, they probably should have beat Colorado. Again, the turnovers. Like, there's a there's a world with this team where Nebraska is 5-1 and one right now and looking looking down the barrel of 8-1. and one. <laughs> It's so weird. And, like, the same as Iowa, it's like, 
obviously a very flawed flawed team in some ways, but it's just I guess it's just the weirdness of the Big Ten West this year. Yeah, and I think if nothing else, it should pretty much just tell people how kind of mediocre the conference is outside of its top, you know, handful of teams. And then also just like Nebraska is not that far away on either side of it. Like you could also look at it and be like, well, if yes. they hadn't put it together against Illinois there, or if the defense hadn't completely played fantastic in the second half, then they'd be two and four. And what would we be discussing yes. right now? That's true. That's true. So it goes to uh, the same thing. The entire season hangs just on like one little, one little thing that's going to push it over in either direction. It could be really good or really bad. At any at any given moment, so you know yeah, that's why people need to embrace it and uh, have fun with it and acknowledge that ugly wins are still wins. Uh, th- I just realized, guys, it's uh, it's blue uniform week. Do you guys remember this? It's no. uh, it's Nebraska wearing the blue outlines on the numbers this week. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Ju- it's subtle. <laughs> the subtle jersey week. That's what it is. That's uh, that's exciting. I had forgotten about that. A lot of people, a lot of buzz. I can tell among everyone with that when I bring it up. Uh, the blue outlines on the numbers. <laughs> as, as Mike's going, uh, and Caleb was looking around confused when I said that whole thing. It yeah. seemed like something you dreamed up at Costco. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it looks like it. It could have been. So anyway, all right. Well, good conversation, Mike. I appreciate it. Um, good job to your Vikings too. Good weekend for you. Yeah. Look at that. Well, you know, and then if I started Kyle Pitts Monday, it could actually be interesting for me in that league tonight. But why would yeah. anyone start Kyle Pitts? No, it's hard to be a good manager. It really is. I decided the Atlanta Falcons are my least favorite team in the NFL, if only because they're often offensive personnel usage drives me insane. <laughs> Absolutely insane. <laughs> all right. Have a good one, Mike. We'll see you in here on Friday, all right? All right. See ya. Mike Schaefer, Friday Husker Tailgate, Husker 24-7, 8-6. Wrap up the show up to this on KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. Oh, man. I can't believe Iowa might be 10-1 and when they come in here for <laughs> the final Big Ten West game in Lincoln. I, I think they will. I think they actually will. Who knows? Uh, crazy. All right. Hey, uh, thanks to Mike Schaefer for joining us today. Thanks to Tim Haruza for joining us today. Tomorrow is a Tuesday. That means we are uh, scheduled to talk with John Baylor, Joe Jordan. Uh, we're going to have a couple more fantasy Huskers. Keywords for you. Chance to win. We're talking total points scored between Nebraska and Northwestern. Of course, all the news that is uh, going on tomorrow as well. We'll get you updated. Start your morning off with LNK today with Jack and Friends starting at 6. Phil DePortley takes 49 points, by the way. 40. Ooh, going to be a lot, but play the edges. As I say, play those edges. <laughs> uh, it is 9 o'clock on KLI and Lincoln.